everybody welcome to the 159th edition of the holy backboard podcast i am dustin here in rip city and i got my man sage here in uh beaverton oregon and uh holy shit holy shit holy shit we game seven bro i'm i'm fucking ecstatic the trailblazers handled business with a decisive 119 108 victory over the denver nuggets evening the series at three apiece it will now be just the fourth Game 7 in franchise history. The Blazers have had a couple of Game 5s prior in the first round when it was a best of five. But in terms of a seven-game series, this is just the fourth. 1990 Conference Finals, Spurs, Blazers held serve, won at home. Obviously, the infamous game in 2000 against the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. And then in 2003, the most recent Game 7, the Blazers were down 3-0, became the third team in league history to just force a Game 7. It was close until the end, but the Mavericks pulled away. So the Blazers are 1-2 heading into Sunday's Game 7 all time. I mean, to give you some context on how long 2003 was – I'm 34 years old. I was graduating high school in 2003. I, that's 16 years I ago. I wasn't even high school, bro. This <laughs> Game 7s are rare, and I am just thankful that the Blazers proved me wrong, and I knew they would put up a fight. Uh, I knew they would go down swinging, swinging, but Portland was able to make the necessary adjustments – which I think we talked a lot about them, especially Zach Collins and getting Rodney Hood the basketball. Sage, four trailblazers accounted for 101 of our 119 points. Okay, going to completely take you off track. What do you think the number one song in 2003 was? It's got to be Hot in Here by Nelly or 50 Cent in the club. Ooh, you got it. It's 50 Cent in the club, you old yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> go, 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 go. Ignition Remix is two, and then Get Busy by Sean Paul is three. So, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a long minute, and I'm not going to lie, Sage. I thought the game was over in the first six minutes. I thought we had to come out and jump all over the Nuggets, much like the Sixers did to the Raptors and kind of coasted to victory denver came out and looked cool calm collected they had a nine ten point lead everything was going their way our starting lineup was not getting it done they have solved our starting lineup yep. whether it's canter they downloaded Lopich, our starting five yep or, or canter on on Millsap, whatever it is they, they were able to, to figure it out in comes rodney hood and he is he is the ignition he is that spark And he punished Jamal Murray, absolutely punished him. You add in Zach Collins and his incredible defense. There was a moment, I think it was in the third quarter, Jokic was posting up Cantor, turned away, 
shot a hook. Collins comes weak side out of nowhere, blocks it. We get the ball fast break. I was like, that is the moment that Zach Collins needs to finish this game mm. and has to start mm. game seven or at least play 35 minutes. We need size to beat this team. Um, Chief can, can play, but if they have Millsap and Jokic, we must go big. Mm-hmm. Zach Collins, um, he he was fantastic against John, Jamal Murray too. Like that floater was gone during that pick and roll when Zach Collins was do like in chase position. Jamal Murray couldn't do the floater because he respected the guy behind him because he was going to get the chase down block, and like. It's like an hour after the game. So we didn't have a chance to really look at it. But I was looking at like in that third quarter when Zach and Rodney were inserted. And Zach Collins just absolutely killed it defensively. Chase downs. And one thing I've noticed, and my man Bigley schooled me on it. On Jokic post-ups, when we contact him, it takes him a second to like recover. It's kind of like in a fighting game. There's fr- uh, like it's bu- on frames. It took him like a frame or two to get adjusted, and that like that little frame di- frame advantage made it so he couldn't make those crisp passes to cutters because he was like, you know, when you when you lose when you uh, get hit and lose your momentum, it takes you a little bit when you're three hundred pounds and seven feet. You're not as fleet of foot so it took them a second and then that really ruined their offense because it's such a timing based cutting offense so that little that little contact that happens on joke post-ups like I, I i saw a bunch of plays where we just like gave him a little contact he stopped that's that slowed down the defense and then uh zach there on that trail position on the pick and roll that those two adjustments were huge for the blazers defensively and i think Equally as important as his defense. I mean, Zach was phenomenal all night. You you look at the box score. He was trying to blam it on folks, bro. 29 big minutes, 14 points, 4 of 8 from the field, 4 boards, assist, a steal, and those those massive 5 blocks. But two things. Zero turnovers, which is incredible for a second-year player in Zach Collins. But on offense, he is a threat to finish with the basketball. There was a play where Tim Legler was actually just showing this on ESPN. Millsap and Harris were trying to trap Dame on the pick and roll. Dame took it to the left side. Ennis dove to the middle. We finally hit a big man in the middle of the floor. Jokic had to come and defend Ennis. Ennis dropped a beautiful bounce pass to Zach Collins. Jokic did not have time to react. It got him the foul. And Zach blammed it. You mentioned a few times. Dude, he he was about that (laughs) shit, man. Like, I joked with Stu about it. Like he just bought the contact dunk package in 2K and wanted to show that shit off in a, like the biggest, the biggest game in Blazers history. Like dude was fucking dynamite that game, man. And I, doc, I loved it. I loved it during that scuffle. Our man's about it, about it. Like oh. <laughs> I dog the last five minutes of the game. I had about it, about it on repeat the entire. The entire last five minutes, dog. It was it was a very ghetto fucking last five minutes of the game, dog. But I fucked with it, and I fucked with how Zach Collins defended his guys, and he's defended them to Jokic in the game before, and he did it to Barton the, today. Man, this dude is about his teammates, and I fuck with it heavily. He was he was one of the, one of the two X factors. I mean, there's no doubt about it. For Portland to win Game Seven. 
he has to bring that type of tenacity on both ends of the floor because he gives us a legit defensive weapon to slow down a very talented Denver Nuggets basketball team. I mean, I, I just I, I can't tip my hat enough to Zach, but also Rodney Hood, who came in and put up twenty five points. I felt safe when he when he came in the first time. I saw how confident he was, and it was like, oh fuck! All right, this dude is going to give us some offense because we were we we were struggling. He came in and hit some buckets, man. He was he fucking huge, bro. He started it. Without him in the second quarter, we're probably not recording right now talking about how great of a season it was rather than previewing a winner-take-all Game 7. So Rodney Hood not only punished Jamal Murray and Will Barton and Gary Harris, whoever was on him, they could not handle his length and strength down low. And he was also... Three of four at the foul line, and he got, or excuse me, three of four from downtown, and he got to the foul line nine times. I mean, he scored 25 points on 12 shots. I don't expect that to happen in game seven, but really, every game in this series that he has gotten up field goal attempts, he has produced. He needs to be a, a vital point of this offense. And, and I tweeted this out. I really loved the Dame, CJ, Rodney, Zach, and Ennis lineup. I thought it gave us multiple threats to score on offense in a lot of flexibility on defense though key to slowing down the nuggets and we've talked about this ad nauseum it's not Jokic. yes you can't let him score 40 but when jamal murray plays well this denver team plays well and he was only seven of 20 from the field for 24 points and he i believe he had 17 at the half so he was extremely quiet in the second half same goes for Paul Millsap. I mean, this will be one of the few times that I'm going to credit Evan Turner because on offense, he wasn't looking to score. And, and thank God, he did not even attempt a field goal. He was finding his shooters. He found Seth for that big three. He found, I believe, CJ and Rodney for also big buckets. And a, I mean, he, he dotted a, a cutting Zach Collins for... I th- uh, one of those big blams in the fourth yeah, quarter, he, too. Yeah, exactly. He had seven assists, one turnover, seven rebounds. He was a plus six. I thought he did a nice job. I'm still not in love with him defending Millsap down low in stretches. Okay, but this this was Evan Turner's role, and, and he knew it. I mean, uh, there's a lot of guys who would go in there and try and force up a couple of shots even when they think they have an advantage. He knows his role. So again, great job for for Evan Turner. Again, when you play a game seven, you just need contributions from everyone. And this was essentially a game seven for for the Blazers. But make no mistake about it. The Blazers don't win unless their stars showed up. And this was a vintage Dame CJ lethal dynamic duo just performance for for the ages. I mean, I think we're going to look back and just marvel at how well they played tonight Dame, 32, 11 of 23, found his stroke from three, six of 13, five dimes, three boards. CJ put up a 30-piece himself, 50% shooting from the field. They each got to the line four times. They each made it four times. CJ added six boards, which is Huge. massive. Yeah. Considering it, it, we were it's the biggest shit in the world, us. man. It, I mean, these two, we go as they go. And they were a little slow out of the gate, but they turned it on. And when Dame started to hit, the, he hit that one three, I think, in the the, set, the first or second quarter, his first one. 
And there was a scene in Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, for those of you who have seen it or it's been a long time, he was all about just blaming it from the drive. I mean, he had a big drive. He couldn't putt for shit. All of a sudden, when he started learning how to putt, he turns to Shooter McGavin and says, "Uh uh-oh, Happy learned how to putt. And so when Dame started hitting those threes, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, Dame found his stroke. Watch the fuck out, Denver, because there's no defending this man if he's going to shoot 6 of 13 from downtown. It's going to open up the entire floor for the rest of his teammates. I don't know what's nerdier, Doug. Me talking about frame advantage in fighting games, or are you quoting Happy Gilmore, Doug? This this is this is where the holy backboard shines. It's it's eleven forty five. I have I slept five hours, so perfect for recording at eleven thirty. Like this is where you see us shine. We we'll get I, there's a game seven Sunday, bro. I mean game seven and the trend that continued to play itself out. The Blazer bench is completely outclassing their Denver counterparts. The Denver bench didn't show up at all. 13 points. No player had more than seven points. Will Barton. And it took him eight shots to get that. Conversely, on the other side, Portland got 42 bench points. 39 of those from Rodney and Zach. Seth found himself open, hit that big three. We're going to need that on the road. It's going to take... It's going to take, you know, they say it takes a nation. I mean, it's it's going to take an entire team. Damon CJ are going to have to get rolling. We're going to have to get bench contribution. And wherever you're watching that game, positive vibes, positive vibes. Like, that's just what we're, we're going to – it's just what it's going to take. You know, they have the best home record in the NBA. It's at altitude. But thankfully, we finally get two days off in between a game. So go to Denver immediately. Get a get – a, acclimated to the altitude and be ready to go the the plus side yes cj played 42 but dame only played 36 and outside of that rodney hood was the third most minutes at 32 so the guys should be fresh to to go i mean on the other side Millsap Millsap played 39 Jokic played 37 jamal murray played 46 minutes and harris played 40 i mean the backcourt of Murray and Harris combined to shoot 11 for 31, and that had to play – the fatigue had to play a factor. So if you're the Blazers, continue to run multiple bodies at them. So that's where I think Evan, Seth, Rodney, Dame, CJ, all of those guys need to just hound them, get in their jersey, and make life miserable for them. I want I want to take it back a little because – I. At least for me, and I know I saw Peter Sampson say the same shit on Twitter. I had this calmness about me that, you know, like. I have done everything and I'm just going to enjoy watching my team play basketball. There was this calmness about me and I fucked with it. Like, how are you feeling? Because. You you care a lot about this team. How are you feeling during the day of uh, of today? How are you feeling? Well, I was obviously amped, very excited. You know, I love watching Blazer basketball. Me and Olga had had tickets, so I was, you know, looking forward to that all day. Um, anxious, though. You know, as I predicted, I, I thought Denver was, was going to get the win. I thought we would fight. I thought Denver had kind of solved our defense and – it really had nothing to do with with game five. As I mentioned, I actually thought getting blown out 
makes it a little bit easier to to find even more fire to, to fight back in game six. But as we saw to start game game six, Denver had us figured out. I mean, it wasn't really until Rodney and Zach got us off the mat. And so, you know, I, I was at peace. I've been at peace with this season. So whatever we got what was house money. I just wanted to see us fight. And so I was there cheering. I fully expected us to, to not win, especially after that start. But, you know, felt good. It's always good when you feel like you're not playing very good defense, but you're hitting some shots. And what was a 10-point lead started to chip down to 7, to 5, to 3. And all of a sudden, we were up 4 at the break. I knew the third quarter was going to determine the outcome of the game. It determined the outcome of the game in Game 4. In Game 6, Portland outscored Denver by 3, 29 to 26. And we did a lot of that with our starting unit on the floor. Mm. And so I, I was feeling okay. And then... Really, Rodney and Zach happened again. You know, Dame was out for the first six minutes of the fourth quarter. CJ carried us a bit. But when Evan found Seth for that three, I think it put us up 11 or 12. And I was like, okay, I think we're going to hang on to this um, just as long as we continue to play defense. And we did. So it was just more of like, okay, don't tease me. Don't tease me. Don't tease me. Okay, I feel feel comfortable. Mm. So do you think that we're going to see heavy doses of Zach Collins and Rodney Hood in in lieu of Alfarouk and uh, Harkless, I mean, if if Terry Stotts doesn't want to get absolutely ridiculed by the fan base in the not only the local media but the national media, yes, I mean those two have performed admirably. I mean, give it up for Harkless and Aminu. Without them, we don't get to this point. They played fantastic against the Oklahoma City Thunder, but the matchups called for them to play fantastic. Right now, we need. Zach and Rodney to really round out that starting unit. And I think it's, it's going to be really tough for Terry because I don't think he's going to shake up the starting lineup. To me, the the key to that game is going to be that first quarter. We either have to lead or be within striking distance because the risk at starting Collins early is foul trouble. And Olga mentioned this, and I brought it up last podcast. It always takes Zach two or three possessions, two or three touches before he gets into his his body. He's like a he's like a young puppy who's just learning how to run, and he he kind of fouls a bit. He throws turnovers or he misses bunnies, and then whatever reason he's just like, oh, I'm playing playing basketball. It's what I've done my entire life. I'm I'm gonna go and show out. So. Knowing he has started games like that, it makes sense to kind of let him watch the game and come in off the bench. But I also think the onus is on Terry Stotts to get out of his rotations as soon as possible. As soon as he sees something is not right, he needs to nip it in the bud. And that's one thing that he has a tendency to not do. He has a tendency to let it go a play or two further than it should. So Terry needs to be on his game. I think he might be the biggest X factor, how he plays his rotations, because we're all aware Zach, Rodney, CJ, Dame, Ennis, they can't play 48 minutes. You're going to have to get contributions from Maurice Harkless and Alfred Camino. Um, that's, that's the bottom line. I mean, Portland has to be able to survive the floor when those two are on. And, you know, Portland wins by 11 and you have a at minus nine and Harkless at minus eight. Um, 
that's not good. So Denver has has solved those two players. I mean that that's honestly what gives me the most pause. So again, th- this is me, my brain. But when I saw Zach Collins beast for both times, the first thing I really thought of was Alfred Gaminu's agent has to be a little bit pissed because this, if Zach can prove that he can play well. Alfred's leverage for that next contract is is getting diminished because you know Zach Zach hasn't been consistent, but he showed out in a big game, and I honestly think he's going to be the power forward next year. Like Alfred's got to be a little bit ner- I mean, his agency's got to be a little bit nervous about the 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 bowdy bowdy beast. Um, I. Th- I think you might be looking into it a bit much in the sense that Dame loves Chief. I think there's probably a 98% chance that the Blazers re-sign Aminu and maybe a 99% chance that it is a very team-friendly deal. I mean, we got this guy for, for $8 million a year. I don't expect it to be You don't think more. a raise? No. I mean, I, I think he's about an 8 to $9 million player. And Portland kind of revitalized his career. And, you know, we'll, we'll discuss this in our offseason podcast, but I fully expect Aminu to to return. And it should probably be a a team-friendly deal. I mean, I believe his cap hold is going to be $11 million, so we're not going to want to sign him for more than, more than that. You know, Portland is going to be – they have to be very financially Sad. flexible. They have to be creative. But and as we also said last podcast – you draft Zach Collins at 10 in 2017 to become the future starting power forward. You don't take a guy in the lottery and say, oh, I think you're going to be a really great bench player. No, you draft a guy in the lottery because you're going to be part of the core. doesn't mean that Chief's not going to be part of the core, but Zach is going to have to grow up and eventually earn his stripes, which he is doing at the moment. Does it start in Game 7? I don't know, but I fully expect him to play another you know, we got 29 minutes tonight. He probably should have got 30, 35. Yeah. I just think that when when Zach shows out, it's, it's bad for leverage for contract negotiations for it, in, in normal aspects, I 100% agree. But there is something different about the culture of this team where they're all excited for one another. Like, I genuinely believe that. Could I be wearing rose-colored glasses and just being, you know, naive and and high off this victory? It's a possibility, but everything this team has shown me from training camp all the way through Game Six of the Conference Semifinals tells me otherwise. I think things will be different discussing, uh, but yeah, this is a conversation totally for a different time. Um, shit, Game Seven, like. Do you have any – basically what I want to see is the same defense that we played on Joker and Murray in that second half with Zach Collins being aggressive. Like, that shit was huge. The pick and roll with Murray and Jokic is the bread and butter. It is the Stockton and Malone of the Denver Nuggets. You put up even a slight resistance, you throw a wrench into their offense. I think Portland is is going to have to – Figure out a way to continue their defensive strategy because you want to keep the crowd out of it. You want to dictate the pace. Um, I thought the Blazers did a really nice job in the second half of slowing down 
In the first half, there was a lot of quick jump shots, just like what we saw in game five. That's not going to get it done. And that's why I feel like Evan Turner did a, did, did a, a serviceable job when he was running the ship. He wasn't looking to force. He was probing a bit, but he found his guys open for good looks. Um, take your time. Dump it into Ennis a few times. Dump it into Rodney Hood. Uh, Dame has started to find his his spots to not only shoot the open three, but get to the line. And then you've got CJ, who's just you know a maestro in the isolation. So find the matchup. Take your time. Exploit it. Get to the free throw line in for the love of Bill Shonley, make your goddamn free throws, Blazers. I was upset, honestly, that I thought the free throws might cost us. We end up going 22 of 30, which is 73%. At the end of the day, that's respectable, but there was a time that number was floating around 60%. I mean, Denver is just not going to miss free throws. They were 30 of 32. So the Blazers need to do a better job, especially on the road. I mean, that it's bottom line. It's going to be huge. Um, did... I've heard this from the Blazers what uh group that like they heard that Damian Lillard like someone on the radio said Damian Lillard has been sick the last week and a half do you do you believe that like I I, I know it's not the most like clear cut source someone saying I heard it on the radio but I'm, he definitely looked refreshed I don't know if he got healthy or that rest helps but th- the shot was definitely ice cold water well what happened was we got blown out in game five and you only had to play half a game yeah so that's why it's okay to take your medicine in the game yeah because he got to rest up a bit and hmm. with <laughs> with your back against the wall in the first must win game of the year if you're a GM or you're a coach and you can pick a starting point guard to lead your team, Damian Lillard is is the the consensus. You're taking that guy. He has proven time and time again that he is going to come up clutch. He plays his best when it, when when his best is needed. Mm. And you know, I didn't have any doubt that he wasn't going to perform. He showed up and and I I believe he's going to show up in in game seven as well. I mean, we finally get two days rest. Like, that's huge. That's like, it, it's been, the damn series has been, like, we've been playing every other day for about, I, I think it, it, it stopped being like that in like game four or five of the Thunder series, right? Yes. So game one was April 29th. So we're on 11 days. We played six games in eleven days. Yeah, so have they. Yeah, you we know, recorded Denver, six Den- podcasts in those days too. <laughs> you know, Denver kicked off on April fourteenth against the Spurs, and Game Seven will be May twelfth. So you do a quick little math. That's going to be fourteen games for Denver in twenty-eight days. I don't think fatigue. I think Game Seven. There's just an adrenaline. So I think fatigue is a a small factor and plus they're used to the altitude but that that's still a lot of basketball and i definitely i did see some fatigue in in denver's jump shots they were Mm. not they were contested one but they weren't as as free-flowing and easy as they came in that Mm. first quarter so you know defense leads to fatigue you make a team work for it that's when they're going to feel in their legs and in their shoulders 
But when you're unguarded, I mean, it just it's like you're in the park. You can shoot all day. It doesn't matter if you play three games in a row. Mm. You got to make them work for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I, th- I th- honestly think we did, especially my boy, Zach Collins. <laughs> but yeah. I. So what do you think in game seven, man? Well, I think my X factors, you know, I already mentioned. Well, actually, before we get to that, we actually have quite a few fan questions. Holy shit, you asked questions. All right, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I mean, I was like, we're hyped. Like, it's 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 now 12.01. It is now Friday. So, first of all, happy fucking Friday, Rip City. Oh, yeah. Second of all, first question from an OG, Anise at Brown Blazer PDX, Rip City. If you're not following him, please do. He he's, he's legitimately a good guy. So, he wants to know, Sage, do do you think we get a repeat performance from Zach and Hood? I think we need a similar well-rounded so. performance to pull this out on Sunday. I hope so, and I, I think we get it. I think the shot might, de- might not be there, but the effort will be there from all 15, 12, however many guys we play it. The effort has to be there. So, I think we'll see that effort. Shots, iffy, but the way Rodney Hood's so confident, I'm going to lean towards he's gonna perform really well and then zach's just a beast i mean rodney hood essentially won us game four and game six you know the stars are aligning that says if the blazers win rodney's gonna have a a huge performance do i think he goes 25 points on on 8 of 12 shooting i'm not certain that's gonna happen but can he get to the line nine times like he did tonight absolutely i think we need to find him that that is the key he will play well as long as he gets the ball. Zach Collins, I don't know if he's going to get five blocks, but I think he's going to see – I think his minutes go up. I think he gives us the best shot to win. He is going to get a lot of time. I'm not too concerned about his defense. What concerns me most is can he continue to finish on offense and can he stay out of foul trouble? trouble. Yep. He only had 2,029 minutes, which was so, Big. so key. So that that's my two cents on that. We have another question from uh, Goldner PDX. Brandon wants to know, do enough Blazer bench players play well on the road on Sunday to put the Blazer starters in a position to win? I think that's a fantastic question because, you know, we've been raving about Zach and Rodney, but Evan finally came to play. And... I think we need Evan Turner to show up. I I think Seth Curry has to hit more than 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 one of three. Yes, he was a plus nineteen, but he's a shooter that we need to get more looks. Um, I almost think it's the opposite, though. I think our starters have to play well enough to get give our bench some some time mm, to to make an buffer, impact. A buffer. Yeah, I mean, I to me, the game is going to be determined. How can we survive? Can we stay afloat with Aminu and Harkless on the floor? The contributions from our our bench guys are huge, but I mean it's really Damon CJ. Like they have to be consistent and beastly. So if they do that, I think our bench will play even or possibly better. Because I mean th- our bench has been huge five out of six games. That's a pretty damn good sample size for this series. I think I think our bench shows up if we can get, and I think they they play well. I think. Zach's in some people's heads now. I think Rodney stole Jamal Murray's soul for a few possessions. Like our guys are doing really well. I I I, I think that 
I think they're going to perform well in, in the biggest possible game. Yeah, that's another thing. Don't don't discount Rodney's defense. He's been getting up in their jerseys. He's I mean, he's play- the one who, like, on the switch, he'll he'll put in that contact, man. I've, I fuck with Rodney Hood's defense right now. Last question from Peter, a.k.a. Rip Citizen. My fellow do POC. You, do you expect Aminu and Harkless to start, but Hood and Collins to play the bulk of the minutes? Yes. That's yeah. exactly what I think will happen. I think they will start, but I, I think Hood and Collins, along with Dame, CJ, and either Ennis or ET, I think they found something with Evan Turner. It's going to be based upon the matchups, but that's going to be your finishing five. And, you know, that's a great transition into my X factors. Also, Number follow one, Peter. He's he's a real one. Absolutely. X factor. Got a couple of them. Can Portland stay within striking distance or even lead after the first quarter? That is going to be huge because we know we have an advantage with our bench. You know, it's crazy to say our starters have to give them give them a buffer. Mm-hmm. And Terry Stotts needs to be quick and flexible, and he has to adapt at in the bat of an eye. If he sees Millsap is going at Aminu, change that up. Mm. And it, it, it's if one of Harkless his biggest issues. getting it done on Murray – Change it up. Another thing, the, the thing that is, is difficult, Chief can hit a three, and Chief is a really good defender. Harkless is a really good defender, but he has not been able to throw it really in the ocean or punish Jamal Murray on defense like Rodney Hood has. So that's where I think Rodney is really showing his his value is mm-hmm. his two-way, you know, basically performance. Yeah. No, like – Harkless might take advantage of it for a possession or two. Rodney Hood has gone at it and at it and at it. Like, it's a habit. Like, ha, rhymed. But, like, Hood has been more aggressive in finding the mismatch. And I, I, I've, I've talked about this. Like, we have a difficult time exploiting mismatches throughout the game. Rodney Hood doesn't give a fuck. He's going at it. Like, yo, this, this dude is about it. So, yeah, I, I think Rodney, what the fuck was the question anyway? I got excited about Rodney Hood. There was no question. We're just talking X factors. Oh, Rodney Hood's a humongous X factor. <laughs> Another X factor for me is Dame Dalla. How does he perform specifically from downtown? I think if he's able to shoot 40% and hit at least six threes, Portland's going to be in a good position to win. He had 10 of 18 in that closeout game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. He was six of 13 tonight. We need him to put him up and be efficient in in the quantity that that he's putting up because it is just such a, a neutral an equalizer. It really quiets the crowd. He the Blazers go as Dame goes. If Dame has a fantastic game, you're probably going to be pretty happy with the results. If Dame just has a, his average night, I don't think that's going to be enough. Um, that's not to put too much pressure on Dame. I just think. When you're playing a game seven, you need your best player to be at their best. And, you know, I I, I wouldn't want anybody else. Um, I've already mentioned this free throws. The Blazers, please shoot 80 percent from the foul line. I did love that they got to the line 30 times. Yes. I think they're going to have to get there at least 25 plus. Take care of the basketball. We started out very antsy. We had four early first first quarter turnovers. We only ended up with nine. That is incredible. Keep that under our seasonal average of, of 13 or 14. We will be in good shape. I would love to see no more than, than 10 or 11. And last but not least, you have to play desperate. Portland 
corralled the glass. I, I know, oh, um, not OKC, I know Denver had 16 offensive rebounds, 44 total. Portland had 43 boards, but it didn't. There was one play when Will Barton shot a layup, missed it, and got his rebound. It was in the second quarter. After that, I didn't really see demoralizing offensive demoralizing boards. boards. Like Denver yeah. had a possession where they got three or four in a row, but they didn't score off of it. And then mm. we just kind of shut them off of the offensive glass. Zach and Evan did a the fantastic beef. job on the boards. Um, Cantor had 14 boards. I mean, CJ had six. The Blazers are going to have to control the backboard. I mean, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. The story of this series has been Portland's bench, Dame's shooting, Jamal Murray for, for Denver, and the offensive rebounding for, yep. for the Nuggets. So th- there's a lot to consider. And then lastly, keep playing how we're playing on Jamal Murray. You know, mm. I've, I've mentioned this, you know, kind of ad nauseum, but – he is their their general, and if he has a good game, it is going to be very difficult for the Blazers to 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 defeat the Nuggets. So, just continue. Zach Collins and Rodney Hood did such a fantastic job making him work and chasing him around those screens and making him take really tough floaters instead of those wide open threes mm-hmm. off of the pick and roll. So. I mean, it, it's it's just one of those games where you have to have guts. You have to leave everything on the line. There's so many cliches, but at the end of the day, you just simply have to want it more than the other team. I think I'm breaking it down very simply. Stopping the pick and roll between Jamal and Joker. Ending the possession, but with a rebound. And then scoring efficiently. So what is your prediction for this Pivotable, pivotal, what this important ass this game this seven. Per- pivotal game this pivotal ass uh, game seven winner go home. You know Denver has already had experience with this. This will be Dame CJ. This will be a lot of our guys' first game seven. Um, I do believe them when they. I mean, this was a game seven for us though as well. Um, make make no mistake about that. I think it's going to go down to the wire. You know, I, I think the home team's something like 105 and 28 when it comes to Game 7s. I don't think the Blazers have ever won a Game 7 on the road in franchise history. Again, same gut feeling. I think we're going to play our asses off. But if this was at home, I would take the Blazers. It's on the road. I feel like Denver has just that slight advantage. I think the Nuggets are, are going to win, unfortunately. Uh, maybe it's the high of winning game six and I, it might be true, but the way I felt calm knowing that our guys would, uh, perform well, I, I, I feel the same sort of calm. Like, you know, I just meditated and this is, this is what it is. Like, this is what it is. What, uh, <laughs> that's a Lucini re- uh, reference for everybody. Damn, uh, I think we're going to get this Dubsky and we're going to continue this journey because I don't think it's done yet. Again, I would love to be so, so, <laughs> You so... know Anise is going to send you send me a text for you to see if it, if my prediction's true. It's all right, Anise <laughs> is a real one, man. I mean, that, Dude, I love that yo, guy. He, he's, 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 he's dope, man. You know, shout out all our OGs, long story longer. <sighs> shout out to Stu. He was he was keep, he was keeping me a little bit calm, you know. Stupendous. 
<sighs> Shout Wrap out to the this. new listeners too. Like y'all are real. Thank you for fucking with us. I mean, yo, is in Peter. Thank you. We're out here tw- on Friday, dog, talking about this this shit, dog. I don't yeah, think I gotta, anyone. I, I, I got to get my ass up to go to work tomorrow <laughs> somehow, and I've got like three hours of meetings. <laughs> sucks for you, watching. bro. I mean, it's it's going to be tough to focus. I mean, your your boy will do it, but I mean, this 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 is it. This is why you're a fan. This is what this is what the players play for. This is what we cheer for. There are no better words in sports than game seven. Dog, like, again, I don't want to give ourselves too much props, but you know I love doing it. It's like, we, we've we've stepped it up, dog. Like, that, we've recorded either the day of or the day after every single game, and I'm proud of us. Like, this, this shit, this sh- broadcasting shit, I would not want to do it with any other person in the world so i'm very happy you're here being the co-host with me if you fuck with us we are I on I- you, sage thank you we are on itunes i love Google you Pl- i love you too <laughs> this is not <laughs> you're coming over on sunday i don't know about that one i'm kind of no saying. you're coming over on sunday okay. i don't care if you're sick i don't give a fuck <laughs> All right. So what Ethan said is Sage coming over. I was like, yes, he's coming over. Okay. We're on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Himalaya Podcast, uh, Nothing But Net Radio. Leave a leave a nice review, five star us, sub us. You know, you'll get that you'll get that fire first if you sub to us on iTunes or whatever platform y'all like. So fuck with us. Let's continue this journey and get this game seven dubski. And then pay out the ass for final tickets or Western Conference final tickets. Where you may be, this is Bill Shinley. Good night, everybody. Let's go. Let's go.